following is a paid program from Innovative Financial Solutions. This is the Retirement Playbook with your retirement coach, Brock Elspa. It's like, hey, let's figure out our break even. You know, in other words, I'm going to collect this many checks now at this dollar amount versus if I took the higher dollar amount, but less checks, right? And your retirement cheerleader, Danielle Elspa. I think you're right. I think it's just that people don't want to talk about this stuff. Together, they form your retirement offensive line from innovative financial solutions. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Elspa. Good morning, Southeast Missouri, and this is the Retirement Playbook with Brock Elspaugh, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. I am so excited for today's show. I hope everybody started off their wonderful Saturday morning with us. We're here every Saturday, by the way, from 7 to 7.30, right here on KZIM, KSIM. However, you can listen to us anywhere, anytime. And you can pick the shows you want to listen to. All you got to do is go to our website, and you can see all the past shows we've done. Also, we're on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you may be listening to your podcast. I'm also joined this morning here by my usual weekly guest, uh, co-host, not guest, sorry, uh, Tony Shore. Good morning, Tony. How are you? Oh, Good morning, Brock. Good to see you this morning. I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. And I've had a crazy week, Brock. Um, I was chasing the dog in the house. We were playing. We have a puppy, but he's huge, right? Okay. Uh, so he likes to run, and he's in the house, and he's tearing around, and we play this game where there's this wall with open doors at each side uh, going into our kitchen and from our living room, and so he'll run around one end, but I'll quickly jump the other way and scare him like he's going full speed, right? and then he slides on the on the hardwood floor and spins around. And uh, so I'm doing that and I'm quick trying to get around the other end because he thinks I'm chasing him the other way. I feel like this and is not going to end well. It doesn't. Nope. Uh, I <laughs> I ran very fast. My foot hit the corner of the wall and I broke uh, the middle toe on my foot like really bad, like um, just messed it up. And okay. my whole foot has swollen and turned black and blue. And they, you know, they say there's nothing you can do about a broken toe, but the the pain is real, Brock. <laughs> I'm sure it is. You <laughs> Other know, than that, I mean, I've you, had a great week. You know, look, it's the smallest portion, uh, you know, smallest bone on your on your body, that little pinky toe, but it hurts. I know, I understand. <laughs> I've actually broken mine as well, and I've got a a right pinky finger that is looks like a watermelon's growing out the side of it so you know we all oh, have no. our uh yeah we all have our our uh <laughs> Bruce. our injuries uh, yeah, yeah yeah well other than that though those are things i mean you know uh yeah. we'll, we'll be fine yes you will yes you will one of those things so right. what are we talking about yeah, on the show so today? i'm really excited about today's show it's titled the pros and cons of retiring on the road Some folks out there listening may have explored the idea of retiring on the road, meaning they're going to travel around. Maybe you get a fifth wheel, whatever it is. You need to think about this, and and we're going to give you some things to think about, some pros and cons. And that's what you always have to do when you make a decision. You weigh the pros versus the cons. If the cons outweigh the pros, then you don't do it. If the pros outweigh the cons, then you do it. It's very simple. 
We like to keep things simple here at Innovative Financial Solutions. So that's what we're going to do for you today. But before we do that, I want to encourage everyone. I just mentioned our past shows are on our, our website. But please, there's so much great information on our website. Um, I'm very proud of it. And if you go to the main page, you will see uh, my wife, Danielle, and myself uh, on there. And then you can also um, check out our rollover guide, for example, is on the very front page. There's a there's information how to get our rollover guide. So if you have inf- uh, funds, a 401k at a prior employer, uh, if you've retired and left your money in the 401k, how do you make sure that those distributions happen on a timely basis and make sure that the amount of money you're taking out of those will last the rest of your life? There's all kinds of questions there. You don't have to go at it alone. We can help you roll that money over if that's the best thing for you. We have to weigh your options, just like I right. mentioned a few seconds ago. Uh, so that's there. Awesome. We have awesome. the retirement income toolkit still. We haven't talked about that in a long time, Tony, but uh, the retirement income toolkit is going to be a great start to get information what you need to be thinking about when it comes to your retirement. Then ultimately, guys, look, information is only as good as what you do with it. So it, you can have all the great information and you know you're smart and you, you're on top of these things, but take action. Okay, and one of the first things you can do is just give us a call here at 332-7855 and get started on planning the retirement that you've always thought and dreamed of. So there you yeah. go, folks. Awesome. Well, Brock, I think it's going to be a great show today. I love the topic, uh, the pros and cons of hitchhiking. No, I'm just kidding. It's the <laughs> pros and cons of retiring on the road. Yeah, which and could I, include I, that, I guess, you know, yeah, technically. I, so. Yeah, I have some friends and family of mine that have talked about, you know, buying that RV after they retire so they can travel and see the country at their leisure mm-hmm. or leisure, uh, depending on your preference. But some people even do that full time, I guess. it. They do. And here, here's the bottom line. I'm going to set this up by saying when you have planned financially, when you have planned physically, and what I mean by that is what are you physically going to do every day when you retire? When you have planned emotionally, in other words, you don't have that connection of working towards a common goal, for example, like you had when you were working. There are things you need to think about other than just money here, okay? But the bottom line is now you've made it. You've retired. Years of all that working are behind you, okay? And it's time for you. You've thought about other people, but maybe now it's time to think about you and your spouse and what you want to do in your retirement. And like many other retired Americans, that means traveling. And then now the open road is beckoning. <laughs> We're not talking about a weekend getaway, folks, to wine country. We're talking about seriously going on trips that last one, two, three, four, five weeks in a row, maybe even months in a row. I have clients, especially now in the COVID period, that don't want to fly. Okay. For whatever reason, maybe the areas they're going to go to are not, you know, safe to go to. Maybe they don't want to wear a mask in the airport and on an airplane. That's fine too. Whatever it is, but they're traveling. I can't tell you how many emails I'm getting that say, hey, we're on this trip or we're going there and they're just driving. They're just getting in a car and they're going. Wow. Yeah. It's really amazing, right? I mean, again, a lot of that's COVID induced, right? Because they don't want to fly. 
but they're getting out and they're they're ready to travel. Yeah. And there are many reasons to retire that somebody might want to retire in an RV, right? Well, yeah, absolutely. So for some people living in an RV, you know, a, a recreational vehicle is an ideal situation that can lead to many, many adventures. Uh, both expected and unexpected, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's not all sunshine and rainbows. During our show today, we're going to candidly discuss some of these potential pitfalls that come with RV living. If you've never owned an RV, this is going to be some great information for you. If you have, there may be some things that you haven't experienced that you might, and this is some ways to avoid it. I'm actually going to reference an article by Kiplinger. It's nine reasons to retire in an RV. The first thing that really jumped out to me was the article that says, hey, the RV industry association, I guess there's an association for this. I'm not surprised. There's an association for everything, it seems like nowadays. But about 10 million U.S. families own an RV. And another roughly 1 million Americans live in one permanently, Tony. Wow, I can't imagine I living in one permanently. Right, right. I mean, those are eye-popping numbers, but I guess given how many RVs I see when I'm out on the an interstate or a right. major highway or, or parked in driveways around, I'm, I guess I'm not surprised that they're. At, I shouldn't be surprised. So, what do you? What's what's a benefit that might come with RV living? Well, I will tell you this: that right now, just like I just mentioned about, uh, you know, a lot of people just traveling in general right now by driving because of COVID and those kinds of things. But right now, to that point, RVing isn't really terribly affected by the, by, by, by the coronavirus. In fact, the article notes that people are continuing to show strong interest in RVs through online purchases and live video chats with dealerships. You know, Tony, technology is something that has allowed us to do things that we weren't able to do in the past, for sure, and more effectively and, and, and all this, and it's not uncommon. It, to me, it's crazy to think that we're going to buy something as big as an RV, as big as a car. People are buying cars online like never before. Um, but but ultimately, if you want to get out of the house while adhering to, to the recommended social distancing guidelines, six feet apart, uh, wear a mask. If you don't, if you're outside, whatever, RVs are a great, great way to see new areas of the country while keeping yourself and your traveling campaigns safe from, uh, you know, the, the coronavirus. So it's now, I guess my point is, Tony, is that RVing may be something you might have been interested in, but now you're really interested in it because you can do it in these crazy times that we're living in. Wow. Yeah. And so RV living, it's interesting to me. And, uh, you know, purchasing maybe... Um, you know, if you're isolating your traditional home, it's probably not much harder to isolate a home on wheels, right? Correct. And actually, Tony, our next point will probably be in particular interest to budget-minded retirees. And we like budget-minded retirees. We we yeah. want you to make sure that you're staying within your budget and not living outside your means just to buy an RV, right? Yeah. Um, but the fact is you can live on a relatively modest budget if you make an RV uh, your permanent home. The article highlights one couple who spends on average $40 per night on parking. The couple also notes that figure that figure is balanced with occasional splurge on fancier digs and opportunities to park uh, their rig for free. 
Many Walmarts, for example, allow RVs to overnight in their parking lots. Okay. Certainly the initial purchase of an RV can be expensive. No doubt about it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, with some of the top of the line models, you know, I mean, there's, there's, you can get into six figures very quickly. Oh, easy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But when you compare it to what you'd spend on a new home or a condo, think about it. It's probably a savings. Um, plus you're not paying property taxes, you know, on that, on that money or excuse me. Ah, That's true. Yeah, that's true. So by the way, Tony, the, the couple that was interviewed in this article explained that they spend about $1,700 a year to insure their car and RV when it comes to food, they spend the same as they did when they lived in their traditional home. So you think, huh. well, you're going to eat out a lot. No, you don't because they come with kitchens and, and things like that that allow you to <clears throat> excuse me, eat like you would eat if you were at home. One final thing you might want to consider is that because RVs decline quickly in value, just like a car, it may be smart to shop for a gently used rig. Always, always better if you can find gently used instead of new when it comes to vehicles, and For RV sure. is no exception. Right, and I think that uh, is good advice. And we hear that about buying a car, uh, you know, get one that's a year or two old rather than brand new, uh, because they lose so much value instantly. Uh, I have always thought that's the way to go. My wife and I always do that. So, what's next? So, I think the next one is actually really interesting. Okay. And it's probably not something you've thought about. I know I didn't think about it until I read this article. If you're inclined to spend at least part of your retirement volunteering, so you want to volunteer to to keep yourself busy and to help others in your community, um, but if you're going to volunteer for the causes you're passionate about, an RV is actually a great way to do it. The article notes one couple that uses their RV to volunteer with a religious group that moves quickly to help rebuild homes after disasters. So think about it. You know, the, the, the hurricanes that we're experiencing now this time of year, uh, you know, uh, tornadoes that have affected even places in the Midwest here. Think about it. If you have an RV, you can take it to those places and help those people in need. It's not something I really thought about, Tony, but what a great way to help and, and, and to be able to go there and, and still, you know, have your washer machine, your dryer, your, you know, your, your, your kitchen, all those kinds of things. Uh, it's really kind of a cool idea. Uh, talking about uh, the pluses and minuses of living in an RV when you retire. Uh, what's, what's another one? Yeah. So we, again, we've been uh, uh, referencing an article by, in Kiplinger uh, about this. And, um, you know, one of the things it's actually titled nine reasons to retire in an RV I want to make sure we uh, reference that. But um, yeah, so the the next piece of advice is something I found particularly intriguing, Tony. When you live in an RV, you don't have to stick to the fastest route possible. When you enter your GPS and you're going, hey, I want to go see Brock, and you're in Minneapolis, Tony, and you put it in your GPS and it gives you three different routes, which one are you going to choose? Uh, the shortest route. Exactly. But it may not be the fastest, okay, because maybe there's traffic, too much traffic or whatever. But my sure. point is when you have an RV and you're retired, yeah. it's a different world. You're not doing that necessarily. You want to go see things that might be of interest to you. For example, my aunt and uncle came down from 
the St. Louis area last week. And they just wanted to come down to Cape Girardeau and see, you know, what, what was going on. And, and, uh, and they said, I, so they came to my office. We had a little meeting because I helped them with their retirement. And I said, well, what's up next? And they go, well, we're going to drive out to Marble Hill and we're, or the area, and we want to go see wherever. So, you know, is, is, is Marble Hill 30 or 40 minutes out of the way? Of course it is. But that's the thing. When you're retired and you don't have to stick to a schedule, you get out of that frame of mind of what's the fastest way there. Now, that's not everybody, right? There's always exceptions to the rules. But the fact is you can meander and wander and explore to your heart's content. You know, we talk a lot about retirement means you can sleep in as late as you like, go wherever you want, when you want, how you want. Well, the RVing life is much the same. When traveling from point A to point B, you can get off the beaten path, jump yeah. on the back roads, and just see what there is to see. Just thinking right. about that kind of road trip just kind of makes me feel relaxed, Tony. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it sounds like a great way to hit the road. And when you're off the main highway, uh, you mentioned there are some websites uh, that you can uh, find places to park, trustworthy places to park your rig for the night, right? There are uh, just a few of them, Tony, is uh, freecampsites.net, uh, freecampsites.net, casinocamper.com, uh, and uh, camp, uh, I don't even know how to say this Campendium, one. Campendium, I think, is the next one, because I've used that one. Have you? Yeah, right. Campendium. Yep. Campendium. Uh, which is C-A-M-P-E-N-D-I-U-M. That's a good one. Campendium.com. I know my... My mom and dad have used that one. They don't they don't travel around the world necessarily in an RV, but they do like to go take out the camper and go camping. You know, I'm just sitting here thinking about we're having this conversation. I'm relating it to my own life. It's like, you know what? I think that would be really pretty cool. You know, at least for yeah. a couple of years. I can't yeah. see myself doing that in my entire retirement by any means. No, I, but. I can't either. But uh, wow. I mean, you know, uh, if you had an RV, I mean, you could drive it. You know, there are places to go in the U.S. You could drive it and just park it along the ocean and yeah, chill I, out. I remember uh, I remember my uh, my step-grandpa, I guess you could call it, my, my stepmom's father, when he was alive, and they had, a, they had an RV, and they brought it down to actually from Iowa. Uh, down to Cape Girardeau to see us, yep. and and I remember going to their campgrounds and going, you know, this is really pretty cool, you know, and and of course I was younger too, but you know, it's one of those things. I remember the big, you know, he had a an F two fifty and those mirrors, <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, like he stuck yeah. out like eight feet, you know, to try uh-huh. to. So when you're <laughs> driving and backing up, you can see everything. Yeah, but uh, so you know, you do have to have some technical capability there, and actually, he was a truck driver. And so, yeah, yeah. so during his... So was my dad. Really? So during his working career, I mean, that gave him a big advantage on, hey, you give me as big as RV as you want, and, you know, I'll be able to handle it as far as, you know, the the technical capabilities of how to actually drive one of those. Um, But anyway, when you're behind the wheel, think about this. Thinking about, oh, man, some fresh walleye, Tony. You know all about the walleye. And oh yeah, I've never had walleye. Is it as what? good as they say? It's better. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Uh, up here in Minnesota or Minnesota, as I like to call it, you know, we we have uh, a lot of lakes and we have a lot of freshwater fish like walleye and northern. But walleye uh, is so good to eat. Um, 
boy, there's a place in my hometown that has the best almond encrusted walleye. Almond and it literally is one of the best things you've ever tasted. <laughs> and uh, even if you think you don't like fish, you will love walleye the way it's if it's prepared properly. It's just unbelievably good. So oh, yeah, yeah. Sounds, of, of you're the making fish me hungry eaten, early in the morning. One of the best. You're making me yeah. hungry early in the morning here, Tony. Yeah. Um, but here's the deal: is that with RVing, think about that. You can just drive up to Minnesota and go fishing and catch you some walleye, and then you can. You know, meet, think about the people you'll meet and the variety of people you'll meet around the country, uh, if not the world, you know. So you embrace it. Spend time enjoying a meal, a bottle of wine with new people while sitting around the bonfire. I mean, sharing stories and experiences. I mean, this is, to me, I'm like, I'm getting fired up to go. I'm 43 years old. I'm about yeah. to go buy me an RV. <laughs> no. Well, but, it sounds like an economical and a delicious strategy at this point. Uh What's another benefit of uh, full-time RV living? Yeah, so one of the other benefits to it, and again, we're referencing this article by Kiplinger, 13 reasons now that you will regret an RV in retirement. So we've talked about all the benefits, okay, Tony, right. but now we're going to talk a little bit about the downsides. We told you the we talked about pitfalls, right? Yeah, the pitfalls, right. But this is a different article on Kiplinger, by the way. Uh, it's titled 13 Reasons You Will Regret an RV in Retirement. <laughs> okay. And the article's first warning is that RVs tend to be quite expensive. I think we all kind of have that picture in our head. Yeah. Uh, type A RVs, which are generally the most spacious on the market, they start at roughly $60,000, and that figure can rise as high as $500,000. Half a mil on Half an RV. Half a mil for an RV. Wow. Type B and Type C units, which tend to be smaller, range from as little as sixty thousand, and as much as around one hundred and fifty thousand. So those are a little bit smaller. So you'd expect that they would be a little bit less expensive. Right. You okay. don't want to leap into that kind of investment without doing a lot of research and having a good financial strategy. What's another factor uh, that could be a negative? So remember, they're big vehicles. The bigger the vehicle, the less gas uh economy you get okay yeah so so the article uh quotes one experienced rver who says they got about eight miles to the gallon <laughs> oh, and they right and they typically travel about 370 miles on a single tank they never go below a quarter tank so their three-quarter fill up runs at about 120 dollars ouch that's certainly well, a major and expense I'm, I, and we're not going to hit all 13 because we're out of time, but I can see there are a lot of positives and negatives. It's been a great show, but before we go, give our listeners that phone number one more time. Yeah, so give us a call here. It's 573-332-7855, Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people. We're with you here every Saturday morning. So I want you to have a wonderful week, everyone, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Retirement Playbook. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Brock and Daniel Alspa at Innovative Financial Solutions. Call 573-332-7855 or visit their website at theinnovativeteam.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Innovative Financial Planners, a registered investment advisor in the state of Missouri. Insurance products and services are offered through Innovative Insurance Consultants. Innovative Financial Solutions and Innovative Insurance Consultants are affiliated companies. Brock Alspa, Danielle Alspa, and Innovative Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone.
Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.